What is up, everybody? I am Travesty. I'm Freak Joe. And welcome back to this freaky show. It is the month-long celebration of Halloween. And uh, I'm not going to lie, Freak Joe, I'm excited for this moment. I'm pumped. Right? Uh, and don't worry, guys, I'm not going to talk like this the entire time. I really just want to get the the essence of this freaky show out to the viewers as we try to bring some light to 2020. All right, I can't do that anymore. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> guys, uh, I, I'm so glad that we're doing this. Uh, this freaky show is one of my favorite things we do here uh, as part of this freaking show. We spend the entire month of October celebrating... Uh, Halloween, talking about spooky things like ghosts and monsters and horror movies. Uh, the Freak Joe is back here with us. He's going to bring back Freaky Tales. We're going to uh, read some uh, self-created uh, stories. One uh, I wrote myself, one that was uh, written by uh, Sarge from Doug Gray Area. And, uh, of course, uh, by the request of the Freak Joe, we're going to start out uh, this first week with an Edgar Allan Poe story, as we've done over the last two The Freaky Shows that came before. Uh, so we're going to dive into all that here. But before I do, i got to remind you all that this episode of This Freaky Show is brought to you by BallWash.com. Guys, for Halloween, don't be a stinking sign. Make sure you wash your genitals. And if you want to wash your genitals, make sure you wash them with the best product out there. That's right. I am talking about BallWash.com. Anything from head to toe, from hole to pole, they got body wash, shampoos, conditioners, nut rubs. They got a lotion that goes on wet, and it dries like a powder. They got uh, they got handy little on-the-go wipes. They got body scrubbers. You can buy each of their uh, products individually, but if you want, you can also buy them in a, uh, in a nice little gift kind of package, or you can sign up to uh, their Ball Wash description box. Everything's available if you just go to BallWash.com. And guys, if you go to checkout and you put in the promo code FREAKNET, that's F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T, you'll save yourself 15% on your uh, entire order. That's right. BallWash.com. Don't be a stinking stein. Clean your junk. This freaking show is also brought to you by Audible.com. If you'd like to pick yourself up a scary story, perhaps a scary story to tell in the dark, that will be read to you by a fantastic voice actor, you can head over to audibletrial.com slash freaknet and get yourself a free 30-day trial to get you through this month of Halloween and a credit towards your first audiobook purchase. Head on over to audibletrial.com slash freaknet today. Good job, Joe. Thank you. I couldn't keep up the vampire accent as long as I wanted. It's rough, isn't it? It's hard. It's much harder than I expected. Right. <laughs> right. Um, guys, we, we do have a lot to go on uh, on this show. Uh, we're going to play a, a game later on called uh, Shit or Treat. Uh, we're going to talk about some horror movies, finding out which one coming out in 2021, The Freak Joe would prefer to see the absolute most. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, The Freak Joe will be bringing back Freaky Tales. So it's like a, it, it's, it's a way of kind of giving you an idea of how Audible works. Freak Joe is going to be your Audible for the evening as he reads you an Edgar Allan Poe story. We also got to update the uh, presidential uh, beatdown bracket. 
And um, I do want to talk a little bit about the YouTube uh, videos that uh, have been releasing. One released this past Tuesday, one's releasing on Friday, and then uh, two every week for the next three weeks. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about that for uh, as, as well. But um, this is season three. We do have a uh, tradition here. Uh, for season three on, uh, what freaking happened this week? So, uh, Joe, do you want to tell me what freaking happened this week? I would be glad to. Uh, in fact, today, as we record October 8th, is R.L. Stein's birthday. Very oh, book themed, uh, episode today. I didn't, uh, didn't plan that, just happened. Uh, R.L. Stein, or Robert Lawrence Stein, as Wikipedia, uh, Wikipedia tells me, uh, is an American novelist, short story writer, television producer, screenwriter, and executive editor. He has been referred to as the Stephen King of children's literature and is the author of hundreds of horror fiction novels, including books in the Fear Street, Goosebumps, Rotten School, Mostly Ghostly, and the Nightmare Room series. Some of his other books uh, include Space Cadets Trilogy, Two Hark Game Books, and dozens of joke books. And uh, as of 2008, Stein's books have sold over 400 million copies, which I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of my all-time favorite children's book writers. I loved reading Goosebumps growing up. I know. Um, <clears throat> I know. I've had a uh, lot. There, there's been. I don't. I don't want. I, I can't say I read them, but I did watch like the TV show oh, yeah. uh, Goosebumps. And I know I've seen a bunch of them, but the only one that ever really sticks out in my mind is uh, the one where the dad is, like, overtaken by a plant. A plant turns into, like, his form. Yes. And stuff like that. And then, like, his uh, his daughter or whatever finds him, like, locked up in, like, a cabinet in the basement and stuff like that. And she ends up spraying, like, the plant father with, like, weed killer or some shit. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only one that always comes to mind whenever I think of Goosebumps. Um, and I know, like, the Jack Black movie came out a few years back. I never had a chance to uh, read or see that. Have you had a chance to check that one out? No, I haven't. I heard it was really good. I heard it was good, too. I heard it was, like, a sequel to it or some shit. Really? That's <clears throat> Yeah. But uh, I also have one from today. And uh, mine dates back to 1871. It is the uh, start of the Great Chicago Fire. Ooh, I thought about doing that one. Right, I, I thought when you said today, I was like, "Oh, he's gonna do the Chicago Fire," which is fine because I did have a backup just in case. Oh, nice. Which probably would have been more Halloween themed. Anyways, uh, three point three square miles of Chicago is destroyed. More than two hundred fifty people killed, and a hundred thousand of the three hundred thousand residents were left homeless. Adding to the problem, Chicago has been in a drought, having received only one inch of rain since July fourth. Woof. It was not Mrs. O'Leary's cow that started the fire, even though it was reported in the Chicago Tribune's first post-fire issue. 22, year old, 22 years later, the author of the story re- retracted it, stating it was fabricated. The fire started about 9 p.m. near a barn belonging to the O'Leary family. The O'Leary's claimed they were ready, already asleep and not milking the cow, as the article claimed. Since officials never determined the exact cause of the fire, but it's possible that a group of men who were gambling inside the barn knocked over a lantern. Blaming it on the cow. Right? Isn't that the way they do it, though? It's always livestock. Chicago tradition. Right? Always the livestock's fault. Anywho, guys, um, we didn't have a show last week. Um, 
that's on that's on us. I know you guys missed us. Um, but we didn't have a show last week. We didn't have a show last week. I don't even. I don't even. That's okay. <laughs> wow. Sorry, I I'm, didn't notice. I feel terrible. I'm like ninety percent sure that we definitely didn't have a show last week. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. I don't know. Was last week uh, the 25th? No. Uh, no, yeah. it was not. Maybe? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it, no, was, it was the, we, we closed on the 27th. The 25th was the Sunday. Yeah. No, so, I'm no, looking at it. The 27th was a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm looking no. at a calendar of October. <laughs> yeah. So, no, we did not have a show uh, last week, but it's okay. Uh, Freak Joe, uh, over there, uh, was busy with Cartoon Joe as he was, uh, doing the next chapter of his, uh, life. Busy doing that. I started a new job, so I was, uh, busy getting all that together. Um, and plus we wanted to kind of prepare ourselves for this freaky show. Um, so I'm sorry you guys missed this last week, but it's okay. That just means you get an extra week of November for our, uh, season. So it'll be okay. Anywho, Joe, I can't believe you didn't know we didn't do a show last week. I can't believe I forgot that we didn't do a show last week. <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it during the week. I just forgot. <laughs> Anywho, it's, it's 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 been it's been really busy, and the thing is, like, we have so much releasing in October. Anyways, it kind of makes up for it, so we're okay. I agree. Yeah. Uh guys, uh we finished out round one of uh the POTUS beatdown bracket two weeks ago. Uh just kinda recap the uh the matchups from two weeks ago. Uh Dwight D Dwight, yeah, Dwight D. Eisenhower took on Franklin D. Roosevelt, John Q. Adams took on William Taft, James Polk took on James Monroe, and Andrew Jackson took on Franklin Pierce. Uh the results of those matchups were uh Eisenhower beating out Roosevelt, Adams beating out Taft. Monroe beating out Polk and Jackson taking uh taking uh Pierce out of the game. <clears throat> so that wraps up uh round one. Which uh you say wow like one of them surprises you. No, none of them surprise me. Gotcha. Um <laughs> there was one and I, I wish I could remember again, this was two weeks ago. There was one that was very, very close. And the hardest part about doing this is, like, because I put the polls across three different uh, Facebook stories. Because apparently, stories and groups are the only places you can do polls. You can't do polls on pages. Dumb. No. Yeah. So uh, I put it on my personal Facebook uh, story. I put it on this freaking show's Facebook story. And I put it on uh, Freaknet Studios' uh, Facebook story. Uh, now, I know, I want to say it was the Eisenhower-Roosevelt matchup where, like, Roosevelt like crushed Eisenhower on my story, but then on this freaking show on Freaking Studios, Eisenhower crushed Roosevelt. So, um, not sure how it turned out. I know Eisenhower just won out by a couple. Uh, Monroe and Polk were very close. Jackson and Pierce was a landslide, and Adams and Taft was pretty much a no brainer for Adams. So, uh, they cleared up round one, which means we head over to round two. We go back to, uh, the matchups that started at the very beginning. Uh, so in round two, we again, we're going to do four, uh, matchups. So Theodore Roosevelt's going to take on Martin Van Buren. Grover Cleveland's going to take on Ulysses S. Grant. Oh, he's- George- George Washington taking on Andrew Johnson, and wrapping it up is John Adams taking on Lyndon B. Johnson. So, 
Um, I think we got like one, two, one, two, three, four, like five more weeks of this. So bear with us, guys, as we move forward. Again, those polls will be up on our Facebook page. Make sure you get your votes in and everything. And let's find out who is the true presidential badass uh, of all times. Nice. I think I did that right. I think so, too. Excellent. Uh, and also a reminder, guys, if you guys haven't had a chance yet, make sure you check out the Freaky Cemetery series that we launched over on our YouTube page. That is the FreakNet Studios YouTube page. All you got to do is go to YouTube, type in FreakNet Studios, um, and then we pop right up. Make sure you subscribe to us, hit the notification bell so you know when the uh, videos that we do drop uh, drop. Uh, me and the Freak Joe went out. And we, uh, we did, uh, some kind of adventures at, uh, eight separate cemeteries, uh, within the, like, mid-Illinois area. Uh, Oxable dropped this past, uh, Tuesday, uh, again, and then, uh, I believe Friday is going to be Moon Point out in Streeter, Illinois. So, uh, if I had to guess, uh, two of the three oldest cemeteries. If you count the Lithuania one as well. I think the other mm-hmm. ones were fairly newer, but at the same time, a lot of them were like 1800s ones anyways. Um, but definitely two of the creepiest. So, uh, Joe, you did have a chance to check out the, uh, Ox Sable, um, video. I would kind of like, uh, your feedback on it. How'd you feel about the video? Uh, did you happen to check anything, maybe notice anything in the video that, uh, maybe I missed during editing or we didn't like really Grasp the first glance. I'm assuming maybe I know I didn't see the little girl. I doubt maybe you didn't either. No, I did not see the little girl. I was looking for her. I was looking hard, especially this time around. But uh no dice. How'd you how'd no you dice. feel about the uh the video footage of the inside of the uh mausoleum or the uh caretakers building? I, I it was hard to see. It it uh the light on the camera did not work as well as I hoped it would. Uh, but yeah. I know I like the- it added the uh added some ambiance. Yeah, it would have been kind of cool to kind of like actually get in there to look at it. But it's kind of like how you said on the video. It's probably just shovels and shit. Um, right, right. But I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed doing all of them. All eight uh, locations were really cool. Each one has its own like unique kind of a uh, thing on it. Um, a little behind the scenes of that Oxable one as uh, it wasn't part of the recording. Uh, but the Freak Joe were uh, entering the uh cemetery uh we heard children's laughter we i believe we didn't mention it in the video yeah yeah we did um you know like doing the recordings doing the editing and stuff like that like i'm gonna be honest with you like i am more convinced that it was anything but legit children yeah that makes the most sense to me that they were yeah. just regular children no i don't believe it was <laughs> oh you don't believe it oh I, sorry i, 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 missed, I don't know i don't believe it was legit it seemed almost too audible to uh, actually be children. Oh, I don't know. So, Kids can scream pretty loud when they're laughing. I know, but it just it, it it seemed like it was like it seemed like if they were laughing, they were laughing like by the road. It wasn't like in their own backyard. And it didn't sound like an echo in any way. It sounded like legit fucking children. Yeah, but I don't know. The I think the freakiest thing was uh, the Resurrection Cemetery. There was a. Uh, was that voice? And I am foreshadowing, so you, I encourage you guys to check out that video. So, um, cause that one, I definitely heard a voice. Uh, Joey, I believe I sent you the noise that was heard. 
You did. You did. I listened to it. I haven't been able to hear anything. Oh, come on now. Sorry. I hate you. I hate everything about you. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's there. It's there. And, uh, and the last episode of this freaky show, I believe is October 30th. Uh, Resurrection Cemetery, uh, video, I believe gets released that Tuesday, which I think is the 27th. Um, but on the 30th, on the last episode, I'll tell you the timestamp of the noise so you guys can go back and check it out in case you, uh, missed it. But it's, it's fucking there. It's just like that, it's just like that eight corner walnut that skipped across the ground in tomorrow's episode that, uh, I'm still not convinced it came from a tree. So. I don't believe, I, I don't, I don't believe that things just randomly happened because we were there. I don't, I won't do it. I, I will refuse to fucking do it. I don't think they randomly happened because we were there. We just happened to be there when they randomly happened. I don't believe it. I refuse to believe it. All right. That's fine. I refuse to fucking believe it. You um, do you. I will. I will. And I look forward to talking about the acorn more next week. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Joey, we are talking about Halloween. We are talking about all things spooky. Uh Let's recap uh real quick here. Uh In the list of uh holidays throughout the year, where does uh, Halloween fall for you? Uh, probably number two or number three. Number two behind Christmas? Uh, number two behind Easter, actually. Oh, gotcha. I like Easter a lot. Gotcha. Uh, Halloween's my absolute favorite. I just, um, I wish I could decorate more in my household, uh, as I should. I, I guess, technically, I wish I would, not that I could. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just decorations and stuff. But I hate putting decorations on and taking out. Same thing for Christmas. I just hate yep. decorating for Christmas. Um, yeah, the, just, uh, the hardest part about having a home now is that I don't have the money to buy the 12-foot skeleton from Home Depot. <laughs> right? But it's a strong investment if you were to. Right, yeah. It would last for years. It'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I do believe uh, my town is doing trick or treating. Uh, Halloween falls on a Saturday this year, which is absolutely amazing. It's unfortunate though that it has to happen during COVID. Uh, the one time people can actually enjoy Halloween, they can't really enjoy Halloween because uh, coronavirus uh, is still plaguing our entire fucking lives. Yep. So, uh, so that's still a thing, but. Uh, it is on a Saturday. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for all the vlogs that uh, we're releasing. I'm excited to do this freaky show. I can't express that enough. So uh, we're going to move forward, and we're going to do our uh, game of uh, shit or treat uh, here as uh, we move forward in the episode. Because I, I don't want to right? banter too much. I want to banter just enough to where it's entertaining, but not too much like it's almost like a filibuster. Yeah, yeah. I don't want a filibuster, Joe. Get rid of the filibuster. Don't want a filibuster. Yeah. Okay. Down with it. Right. So a lot of horror movies are coming out in 2021. We're not going to do all of them. I just I'm only going to do a few of them. And by all a right. few, I mean I'm only going to do the ones that IMDb has uh, plots for. Some of them don't. Have, I'm going to completely skip them because I want to read what the plot is, so it gives you an idea of what the movie's about. Now the way this game works, if you guys remember, way back in April. Uh, Derek had a birthday. And what we did is we talked about all of the, uh, the horrible, horrible things that happened, uh, every year between 1989 and 2020. 
And what uh, Cartoon Joe did in that one, I gave him 89 and 90. I gave him two events that happened per year. He picked which one was worst. We moved on with that one to 91, picked the worst, moved on to 92, so on and so forth until 2020. That's exactly how we're going to do this game here. I'm going to give Freak Joe two movies. One's going to be shit, and one's going to be treat. Treat is moving forward. And by the end of this game, we'll be able to tell you which movie Freak Joe would prefer to see. And that's one that we'll recommend you guys go check out in 2021 when and if it actually does come out. Because a lot of movies have been postponed from 2020 as well. So, Freak Joe, if you are ready, I am ready as well. I'm ready. Perfect. Okay. First movie uh, on the list here is Candyman. A spiritual sequel to the horror film Candyman from 1992 that returns to the now gentrified, I don't know if I pronounced it, gentrified? Yep, gentrified. What does that mean, Joe? Uh, so it's like when uh, wealthy people move into a neighborhood and it makes the neighborhood nicer in some ways, but also makes it hard for poor people to live there. Ah, uh, gotcha. Now gentrified Chicago neighborhood where the legend began. That's number one. Number two is Army of the Dead. Following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. That actually sounded really good at the end of that. But it doesn't feel like a horror movie. Because it went with greatest heist ever attempted. Yeah, because you 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 tricked me. It was it was a horror movie at the beginning, and then it switched to a heist movie. Was when I was right? surprised. Now these this is IMDb's classification of horror, so I gotta go by what IMDb says. There was a list that I was gonna go off of. Unfortunately, half of them were discontinued, maybe coming out in twenty twenty one, but. They had a uh, Hotel Transylvania on that list, so oh, yeah. uh, nope. they oh. they went they went Halloween based movies. I don't want to do Halloween. I want to do horror. So yep. we gotta go by what IMDb says because it's on the internet, and we all know if it's on the internet, gotta be true. Yep, I'm gonna go Army of the Dead uh, only because I feel like Candyman. I and I, I'm sure there will be other ones on this list. I am just I want something halfway original, and this sounds halfway original to me. Okay. Uh, okay, so we got Army of the Dead taking on The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Uh, a chilling story of terror, murder, and unknown evil that shocked even experienced real-life paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Lauren. One of the most sensational cases from there, and why did it just cut off? Oh, God. No, one of the most sensational cases from their files. It started with a fight for the soul of a young boy, then takes them beyond anything they've ever seen before. To mark the first time in U.S. history that a murder suspect would claim demonic possession as a defense. <sighs> that sounds way better than I want it to sound. Because it's part of the Conjuring uh, yep. yep. But uh, it actually sounds like a more traditional horror story. It's got some based on a true events stuff going on. I think it's it seems like a more traditional horror movie. So I got to I got to pick it. I got to move on to it. OK. Conjuring. The devil made me do it is now going up against Halloween kills. 
The saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode continues in the next thrilling chapter of the Halloween series. No. And yes, Jamie Lee Curtis is returning. Damn it, I forgot. And I do... I, I don't know if Anthony Michael Hall is playing Michael Myers, but he's also in the movie. Nice. I'm going to stick with Conjuring. Double made me do it. Uh, just because it seems like I, there's like 14 Halloween movies and I'm just, I'm bored by them. <laughs> I know that they're going for the nostalgia thing and I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Jamie Lee Curtis is wonderful. If you want to see the movie, please go see it. Uh, well, I'm going to stick whoa, with it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Free Joe. What? Only one movie they can oh, go Oh, then see. don't see it. Fuck Only movie. one movie they could go see. Kill it, put it at the bottom of a lake. Exactly. Where it belongs. Uh, for those of you who don't know who my, uh, Anthony Michael Hall is, have you ever seen Breakfast Club? He's the nerd. Oh. Yeah. He was also uh, the main character in, I think, 4400 in the, I think there was a USA uh, TV show. What? I did and not he, know that. And he also played the detective in, or the, the chief, the intermittent chief in the TV show Psych. Huh. So, yeah. Anthony Michael Hall is a pretty cool dude. It was weird because, like, when you see him as an adult compared to when he played that nerd in, uh, fucking, uh... Oh, he's very different. Very fucking different. Goodness. He went from, like, I don't know, but he's the Crypt Keeper now from Scooby-Doo. There we go. Uh, next movie here is Spiral. Uh... A sadistic mastermind unleashes a twisted form of justice in Spiral, the terrifying new chapter from the Book of Saw. Yes, please. I don't like the Saw movies. I think I, I personally think the concept is really boring, but that sounds cool. It sounds cooler than The Conjuring to me. Okay. So that's what we're going with. Cool. Uh, let's see here. Uh, not that one. Not that one. So Spiral will be going up against Vengeance. A radio host from New York City attempts to solve the murder of his girlfriend and travels down south to investigate the circumstances of her death and discover what happened to her. Fun fact, Ashton Kutcher is in this movie. Don't know what role he's playing, but he's in this movie. All right. I'm going to call that one shit. There we go. Uh, Spiral is taking on Last Night in Soho. A young girl passionate about fashion design is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters her idol, a dazzling wannabe singer. But 1960s London is not what it seems, and time seems to fall apart with shady consequences. Yeah. I heard a lot one. about this movie. I heard it. This is the one I probably heard. This one and, uh, oh, I can't remember what movie it was, but, uh, it was like, uh, some, uh, journalist who, like, I think she goes back in time and, like, is stuck being, like, a slave or some shit like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, oh, I don't remember the name of it anymore. Antebellum. Yeah. Yeah. Was that a time traveling one, too? Uh, yeah. On its, okay. on its face. Okay. Uh, let's see. Okay, so last night at Soho's moving on? Yep. All right. Dark Harvest. Holy shit. I hope this isn't real. Uh, a legendary monster called October Boy terrorizes residents in a small Midwestern town when he rises from the cornfields. 
every Halloween with his butcher knife and makes his way towards those who are brave enough to confront him. Yeah. So I believe this is uh, Children of the Corn meets Michael Myers. Excellent. I'm in. You want, dark, you want Dark har- Harvest? I do. I do. I love corn-based horror. Now, I'm going to say cornfield in a Midwestern town. That's got to be Illinois. Yeah, right? Or or Indiana. It could be Indiana or Ohio or Iowa. God. <laughs> Is this heaven? Yep. <laughs> uh, no, it's Iowa. <laughs> I, know the, I know the line. Excellent. <laughs> uh, you know, that was part of the Mandela effect. I did not. You know what the, uh, you know what the, uh, the, the, the known phrase in that movie is? No. The if you build it phrase? Oh, yeah. What do you, what do you think it is? If you build it, he will come. Okay. A lot of people think it's they. I would have rattled that off if you didn't tell me that I had, like, I thought about it a little bit harder than I would normally have. Yeah, well, I, I I thought it was uh, if you build it, they would come. Cause I thought it was like the baseball team, because I can't remember the part where he says like who's he. I missed. Yeah. I totally forgot about that part. But I forgot about that too. I I always thought they were the fans. Yeah, see, I always thought it was like they, as in like the well, ball club. The yeah, but, but I guess when you like, when you keep when I, like I guess like the part with. Uh, Oh god, what the fuck is that guy's name? Darth Vader. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but when he says like ease his pain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, so I guess yeah. Right? Call the distance. Okay. Uh Dark Harvest is moving on. Okay, Dark Harvest is taking on Children of the Corn. A film describes the events leading up to and including the massacre of the adults of a small town in Nebraska. By their children. After the adults irresponsibly, irresponsibly, ah, damn, that's a stupid word. After the adults' irresponsibility ruins the crop and the children's future. What? Stupid. Yeah, I agree. It's not moving on. So, do you want the movie with the murderer in the corn, or do you want the movie with the children in the corn? The murderer in the corn. Dark Harvest moves on. <laughs> Okay, um, the Dark Harvest versus the Devil's Light. A nun prepares to perform an exorcism and comes face to face with a demonic force with mysterious ties to her past. I'm sticking with Dark Harvest. Dark Harvest, uh, is taking on Run, Rabbit, Run. <clears throat> Elizabeth Moss plays a fertility doctor who believes firmly in life and death. But after noticing the strange behavior of her young daughter, uh, she must challenge her own values and confront a ghost from her past. You had me at Elizabeth Moss, and then you lost me at ghost from her past. Dark Harvest moves on. Uh, Dark Harvest versus Antlers. In an isolated Oregon town, a middle school teacher and her sheriff brother become embroiled with her enigmatic... Enigmatic? There we go. Whose dark secrets lead to terrifying encounters with a legendary ancestral creature who came before them. Everything is the past coming to haunt us. I'm going to stick with Dark Harvest. It's because they're trying to live off this 2020 bullshit next year. Lame. (laughs) Lame! Dark Harvest moves on? Yep. 
Alright, uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm not going to include this one, but Fear Street, an R.L. Stein book series, is coming out next year. Oh, fun. Yeah. Uh, part one and two, I guess. Nice. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Part one, two, and three are coming out. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Urban Legend, a diverse cast of college students as they navigate a series of bizarre deaths that resemble urban legends linked to the darkest corners of social media. You know what? I'm going to go with that one. That sounds fun. I like urban legends. I think that's a fun concept, that they're going to investigate them and probably die from them. I hope that's exactly how it is. I hope it's like like Resurrection Mary, uh, uh, Chupacabra, and shit like that. Like, and I hope it's not like one of these like, you know, cyberbullying bullshit movies. Yeah. Yeah. Hatching. A young gymnast who desperately tries to please her obsessive mother discovers an unusual egg. She hides it and keeps it warm, but what emerges when it happens shocks them all. Yeah. I'm gonna switch to that one. Hatching? Hatching. Nice. That sounds that sounds cool. Uh there's someone in your house. The graduating class of Osborne High is being targeted by a masked assailant intent on exposing the darkest secrets of each victim, and only a group of misfit outsiders can stop the killings. Uh, shit. I'm going to keep hatching. It sounds like Scream, or uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yep. Or um, Scream like Placid. Or, yeah. Uh, I mean, basically, Friday the 13th. Last house on the left. Halloween. God. Uh, Anything right. but Freddy. <laughs> all right, last one. Don't breathe. Two. The blind man returns to terrorize more unsuspecting people. This is the last one, Joe. That's it? It's just the blind man returns to terrorize people? Yep. That actually does sound really interesting to me. Don't breathe. Don't breathe. I'm Two. intrigued. Don't breathe. Uh, yes, yeah, the second Two. one. I don't even know what the first one is. I don't. Yeah, don't even watch the first one, listeners. Just go right to the second. Is that your pick? That's my pick. That's your pick. You're going That's with the Don't winner. Breathe. That's the one. Go see Don't Breathe Two. And go see Don't Breathe Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be great because you'll be in a theater and COVID still won't be fully taken care of. So it'll be a great reminder to not breathe while you're in the theater. <laughs> Now, there was one more movie I thought was coming out in 2021. I just want to check it out because maybe we'll have a uh, maybe we'll have a, a dark horse here. Because if this one is it, I would hope this be the winner. But I just want to double check. I just, right, I just right. really want to double check. Um, okay, yep. So this one is coming out uh, next year. Uh, following the events at home, the Abbott family now faces the terrors of the outside world. Forced to venture into the unknown, they realize the creatures that are hurt by sound are not all, not their only threats. Quiet Place Part 2. That is the winner. That's the winner? Yep. It's got to be, right? John Krasinski? Yep. Emily Blunt. Now, the reason I mentioned this one last is because it wasn't on the list and because it was considered a 2020 release, but it's not being released now until April 23rd of 2021. Fantastic. That's the movie to go see. I still haven't seen The Quiet Place, but I heard it was just so good. I haven't either. 
But uh, I can tell you right now, Quiet Place 2 ruined the ending, so. <laughs> Fair enough. Excellent. All right, Joe. Um, we gotta we gotta do uh, freaky tales here. Uh, we're going to do that here in a minute. But I do want to remind all of you guys uh, to uh, make sure that uh, you guys stick around with us not only past this freaky show, but also uh, the first week of November. We are celebrating our five year anniversary of podcasting this freaking show. Uh, as it stands right now, I don't want to promise anything, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Awkward Colin will most likely be back for that episode. Um, I do believe we will also be, uh, accompanied by, uh, Fear and Clint from, uh, if you remember Clint from, uh, Geek Dig Pod and Fear from, uh, Twad FM. That's right. So, uh, I'm excited for that. There's going to be a game that we play on that episode that we played, I believe, on our 100th episode. So I'm going to bring everyone back. Awkward Colin is going to try to do his best to be part of that episode with us because we are going to celebrate half a decade with this podcast, uh, giving you guys podcast gold of a great podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. <clears throat> yeah. I Freak Joe, um... I'm going to, uh, I'm going to kind of step back and I'm going to allow you the opportunity now to take over the show and do what you do. Fantastic. The Mask of the Red Death by Edgar Allan Poe. The Red Death had long devastated the country. No pestilence had ever been so fatal or so hideous. Blood was its avatar and its seal. The redness and the horror of blood. There were sharp pains and sudden dizziness, and then profuse bleeding at the pores with dissolution. The scarlet stains upon the body and especially upon the face of the victim were the pest ban which shut him out from the aid and from the sympathy of his fellow men. And the whole seizure Progress and termination of the disease were the incidents of half an hour. But the Prince Prospero was happy and dauntless and sagacious. sagacious. When his dominions were half depopulated, he summoned to his presence a thousand hale and light-hearted friends from among the knights and dames of the court, and with these retired to the deep seclusion of one of his castellated abbeys. This was an extensive and magnificent structure, the creation of the prince's own eccentric yet august taste. A strong and lofty wall girdled it in. This wall had gates of iron. The courtiers, having entered, brought furnaces and massy hammers and welded the bolts. They resolved to leave means neither of ingress nor egress to the sudden impulses of despair or of frenzy from within. The abbey was amply provisioned. With such precautions, the courtiers might bid defiance to contagion. The external world could take care of itself. In the meantime, it was folly to grieve, or to think. The prince had provided all the appliances of pleasure. There were buffoons, there were improvisatori, there were ballet dancers, there were musicians, there was beauty. There was wine. All these and security were within. 
without was the Red Death. It was toward the close of the fifth or sixth month of his seclusion, and while the pestilence raged most furiously abroad, that the Prince Prospero entertained his thousand friends at a masked ball of the most unusual magnificence. It was a voluptuous scene, that masquerade. But first, let me tell of the rooms in which it was held. There were seven. An imperial suite. In many palaces, however, such suites form a long and straight vista. Building doors slide back nearly to the walls on either hand so that the view of the whole extent is scarcely impeded. Here the case was very different, as might have been expected from the Duke's love of the bazaar. The apartments were so irregularly disposed that the vision embraced but little more than one at a time. There was a sharp turn at every twenty or thirty yards, and at each turn a novel effect. To the right and left in the middle of each wall a tall and narrow Gothic window looked out upon a closed corridor, which pursued the windings of the suite. These windows were of stained glass, whose color varied in accordance with the prevailing hue of the decorations of the chamber into which it opened. That at the eastern extremity was hung, for example, the in blue and vividly blue its windows. The second chamber was purple in its ornaments and tapestries, and here the panes were purple. The third was green throughout, and so were the casements. The fourth was furnished and lightened with orange, the fifth with white, the sixth with violet. The seventh apartment was closely shrouded in black velvet tapestries that hung all over the ceiling and down the walls, falling in heavy folds upon a carpet of the same material and hue. But in this chamber only, the color of the windows failed to correspond with the decorations. The panes here were scarlet, a deep blood color. Now, in none of the seven apartments was there any lamp or candelabrum amid the profusion of golden ornaments that lay scattered to and fro or depended from the roof. There was no light of any kind emanating from lamp or candle within the suite of chambers, but in the corridors that followed the suite there stood opposite to each window a heavy tripod bearing a brazier of fire that projected its rays through the tinted glass and so glaringly illumined the room, and thus were produced a multitude of gaudy and fantastic appearances. But in the western or black chamber the effect of the firelight that streamed upon the dark hangings through the blood-tinted panes was ghastly in the extreme and produced so wild a look upon the countenances of those who entered that there were few of the company bold enough to set foot within its precincts at all. It was in this apartment also that there stood against the western wall a gigantic clock of ebony. Its pendulum swung to and fro with a dull, heavy, monotonous clang. And when the minute hand made the circuit of the face, and the hour was to be stricken. There came from the brazen lungs of the clock a sound which was clear and loud and deep and exceedingly musical, but of so peculiar a note 
and emphasis that at each lapse of an hour, the musicians of the orchestra were constrained to pause momentarily in their performance to hearken to the sound, and thus the waltzers perforce ceased their evolutions, and there was a brief disconcert of the whole gay company. And while the chimes of the clock yet rang, it was observed that the giddiest grew pale, and the more aged and sedaced, sedate passed their hands over their brows, as if in confused reverie or meditation. But when the echoes had fully ceased, a light laughter at once pervaded the assembly. The musicians looked at each other and smiled as if at their own nervousness and folly, and made whispering vows, each to the other, that the next chiming of the clock should produce in them no similar emotion. And then, after the lapse of sixty minutes, which embrace three thousand and six hundred seconds of the time that flies, there came yet another chiming of the clock, and then were the same disconcert and tremulousness and meditation as before. But in spite of these things, it was a gay and magnificent revel. The tastes of the Duke were peculiar. He had a fine eye for colors and effects. He disregarded the decora of mere fashion. His plans were bold and fiery, and his conceptions glowed with barbaric luster. There were some who would have taught him mad, thought him mad. His followers felt that he was not. It was necessary to hear and see and touch him to be sure that he was not. He had directed, in great part, the movable embellishments of the seven chambers upon occasion of this great fete, and it was his own guiding taste which had given character to the masqueraders. Be sure they were grotesque. There were many glare and glitter and piquancy and phantasm, much of what has been seen since in Ernani. There were arabesque figures with unsuited limbs and appointments. There were delirious fancies such as the madman fashions. There were much of the beautiful, much of the wanton, much of the bizarre, something of the terrible, and not a little of that which might have been excited disgust. To and fro in the there stalked, in fact, a multitude of dreams. And these, the dreams, writhed in and about, taking hue from the rooms, and causing the wild music of the orchestra to seem as the echo of their steps. And anon, there strikes the ebony clock which stands in the hall of the velvet. And then for a moment... All is still, and all is silent, save the voice of the clock. The dreams are stiff frozen as they stand, but the echoes of the chime die away. They have endured but an instant, and a light, half-subdued laughter floats after them as they depart. And now again the music swells and the dreams live and writhe to and fro more merrily than ever, taking hue from the many tinted windows through which stream the rays from the tripods. But to the chamber which lies most westwardly of the seven, there are now none of the maskers who venture, for the night is waning away 
and there flows a ruddier light through the blood-colored panes and the blackness of the sable drapery. Then to him whose foot falls upon the sable carpet, there comes from the near clock of ebony a muffled peal, more solemnly emphatic than any which reaches the ears who indulge in the remote, more remote gaieties of the other apartments. But these other apartments were densely crowded, and in them beat feverishly the heart of life. And the revel went whirlingly on, until at length there commenced the sounding of midnight upon the clock. And then the music ceased, as I have told and the evolutions of the waltzers were quieted, and there was an uneasy cessation of all things as before. But now there were twelve strokes to be sounded by the bell of the clock. And thus it happened, perhaps that more of thought crept, with more of time into the meditations of the thoughtful among those who revelled, and though thus too it happened, perhaps, that before the last echoes of the last chime had utterly sunk into silence, there were many individuals in the crowd who had found leisure to become aware of the presence of a masked figure, which had arrested the attention of no single individual before. And the rumor of this new presence having spread itself whisperingly around, there arose at length from the whole company a buzz or murmur expressive of disappropriation and surprise. Then finally, of terror, of horror, and of disgust. In an assembly of phantasms such as I have painted, it may well be supposed that no ordinary appearance could have excited such sensation. In truth, the masquerade license of the night was nearly unlimited, but the figure in question had outherited Herod, and gone beyond the bounds of even the prince's infinite decorum. There are chords in the hearts of the most reckless which cannot be touched without emotion. Even with the utterly lost to whom life and death are equally jests, there are matters of which no jest can be made. The whole company, indeed, seems now deeply to feel that in the costume and bearing of the stranger neither wit nor propriety existed. The figure was tall and gaunt and shrouded from head to foot in the habiliments of the grave. The mask which concealed the visage was made so nearly to resemble the countenance of a stiffened corpse that the closest scrutiny must have had difficulty in detecting the cheat. And yet all this might have been endured if not approved by the mad revelers around, but the murmur had gone so far as to assume the type of the Red Death. His vesture was dabbled in blood, his broad brow with all the features of the face was besprinkled with the scarlet horror. When the eyes of Prince Prospero fell upon this spectral image, which was slow and solemn, movement, as if more fully to sustain its role, stalked true and fro among the waltzers. He was seen to be convulsed. In the first moment, with a strong shudder, 
either of terror or distaste, but in the next his brow reddened with rage. Who dares? he demanded hoarsely of the courtiers who stood near him. Who dares insult us with this blasphemous mockery? Seize him and unmask him that we may know whom we have to hang at sunrise from the battlements. It was in the eastern or blue chamber in which stood the Prince Prospero as he uttered these words. They rang throughout the seven rooms loudly and clearly, for the prince was a bold and robust man, and the music had become hushed at the waving of his hand. It was in the blue room where stood the prince, with a group of pale courtiers by his side. At first, as he spoke, there was a slight rushing movement of this group in the direction of the intruder, who, at the moment, was also near at hand. And now, with deliberate and stately step, made closer approach to the speaker. But from a certain nameless awe, with which the mad assumptions of the mummer had inspired the whole party, there were found none who put forth hand to seize him, so that, unimpeded, he passed within a yard of the prince's person. And while the vast assembly, as if with one impulse, shrank from the centers of the rooms to the walls, he made his way uninterruptedly but with the same solemn and measured step which had distinguished him from the first, through the blue chamber, to the purple, through the purple to the green, through the green to the orange, through this again to the white, and even thence to the violent, violet, ere a decided movement had been made to arrest him. It was then, however, that the Prince Prospero, maddening with rage and the shame of his own momentary cowardice, rushed hurriedly through the six chambers, while none followed him on account of a deadly terror that had seized upon all. He bore aloft a drawn dagger and approached in rapid impetuosity to within three or four feet of the retreating figure. When the latter, having attained the extremity of the velvet apartment, turned suddenly and confronted his pursuer, there was a sharp cry, and the dagger dropped, gleaming upon the sable carpet, upon which instantly afterward fell prostrate in death the Prince Prospero. Then, summoning the wild courage of despair, a throng of the revelers at once threw themselves into the black apartment and, seizing the mummer whose tall figure stood erect and motionless within the shadow of the ebony clock, gasped in unutterable horror at finding the grave cerements and corpse-like mask which they had handled with so violent a rudeness, untenanted by any tangible form. And now was acknowledged the presence of the Red Death. He had come like a thief in the night, and one by one dropped the revelers in the blood-bedewed halls of their revel, and died, each in the despairing posture of his fall. And the life of the ebony clock 
went out with that of the last of the gay, and the flames of the tripods expired, and darkness and decay and the red death held illimitable dominion over all. The end? The end. Excellent. Joe, let me tell you something about you reading Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe. And let me start by saying, absolutely amazing. Crushes it every fucking time. Here's Thank the you. thing. And I'm not sure if it's you or if it's the old man Poe. But there's always those moments in your story where it sounds like it's the end of the story and then you pick back up. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's an Edgar Allan Poe. It's got to be. But at the same time, the only time I've ever heard Edgar Allan Poe be read to me is by the Freak Joe. Uh, I, it's a, it's a creative choice on my part. I like to create suspense in the story. Crush it every fucking time. And I yeah. loved, uh, I loved how you threw in the, uh, little clock sound there. Oh, thank you, thank you. Loved it. Good job. I was a little worried about asking if it was the end, because normally you say the end at the end of the, uh, story. But I'm glad, uh, I'm glad I, I asked. Yeah. Who knows how long we would sit there in silence? I know, right? <laughs> no, I was about to say it right when you when you chimed in. Oh, so. perfect. My bad. That's on no, me. No, no, you're good. You're good. That's on me. Joey, I asked you something two weeks ago, so I'm going to ask you again this week. Okay. We have a surprise for the next season. Do you want to talk about it now? No. No? Still no? Still no. Can I ask you what you're waiting for? I am waiting... For the episode before the season finale. Okay. That I'm okay with. Um, guys, uh, so like I, as mentioned, I guess we'll wait. That's fine. I thought maybe we do it ahead of time. Can we at least do it on the five-year anniversary? Yeah, that works. Okay. Let's do it on the five-year anniversary. That way it kind of gets people prepared for it. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, cool. So, uh, obviously we got this freaky show over the next three weeks. Following that, uh, the first week of November is our, uh, five year anniversary show. Our season finale is going to be the last week of November. So we're going to celebrate the season finale as well as Turkey Day. And then season four will start promptly the following week on the first week of December, which will bring you this awesome new amazing idea that we came up with. Um, that I hope you guys enjoy it. I know we will. It'll be something new for me, and uh, I think it'll kind of help uh, Cartoon Joe kind of keep his uh, excitement into this freaking show. I know, he, I know that you know. It's like, what more can we do, this, uh, Cartoon Joe like? And I think this really would be it. I do. I'm looking forward to it. I think Excellent. it's gonna be really fun. Excellent. So, um, it's the Freak Joe's fault that you guys have to wait four more weeks, but hey, it'll be fine. It'll be string them along. String them along. Yeah, build right? the build the suspense. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, another thing. Um, I know this. I this I'm going to announce now. It's going to be official now. Um, I know we're talking about how uh this um we we do we do uh Father Star Wars once a month. Um, we're not going to do that monthly anymore. We're going, we're going to stop that. Uh, there isn't going to be a Father Star Award recipient. There's no, there's not going to be any more Star Award recipients for season three. Yep. Um, I think what we decided and what we may do is not 
hundred percent, but we will, I think, do like a Star Wars like once a year, maybe or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I feel like it became something where we were using it more to complain about minor inconveniences. Yeah, so. exactly. So, uh, I think we're gonna turn it into almost like an Oscar kind of thing, but not. Uh, we're not gonna pick a bunch of. Maybe we will. We'll see. We'll see how much people interact. Maybe we'll pick like five people, and you guys can vote on who deserves it. But Ooh, I like that. Yeah, so maybe we'll look at that. Maybe we'll look at doing something like that, but we're not gonna do it. Uh, we're not gonna do any more Star Wars, uh, for this season. So there's not gonna be one for October. There's not gonna be one for September. There's not gonna be one for November. Um, so maybe next November we will do that. We'll, uh, keep that in mind. Joe, if you could, please make a note of that. Yep. Um, I appreciate that. Um, and while you're at it, uh, what, what, what are you freaking thinking about? I am freaking thinking about Samurai Jack. It is, uh, is that still a thing? No, well, not really, but it uh, it's on it's on Adult Swim. You can watch it, and uh, I got an, an HBO Max password, and uh, it's on HBO Max for some reason. So I watched it all. It is real good. Gotcha. Very good. Yep, still so really enjoy it. So you're watching the old classic shows of Samurai Jack. Yep. Yep. And uh, there was a, a season five that came out that was newer. Uh, it came out in 2016. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but that was it. That was it. Was the end of the show. So. Gotcha. Yeah, that was good. What about you? What are you freaking thinking about? Uh, you know, I, I hate to keep coming back to it, but I really, I really at the same time enjoy it. Uh, I. I'm very happy with the feedback on the uh the first video we released on YouTube of the cemetery tour. Oh nice. Um I wish a lot I wish the feedback I got was more comments on the video, thumbs up on the video instead of just being like personal texts or Snapchat responses and stuff and people saying like, Hey, awesome job, hey, that's really cool. I didn't know you guys did that, blah 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 blah, stuff like that. Um but um, I'm really happy with it. I'm glad people are enjoying it. Uh, I do recommend you guys, though, if you watch our videos and you do like them and you do think they're awesome and you want us to know that, please leave a comment on the video. Give a thumbs up to the video. Share the video with your friends. And make sure you subscribe and hit the notification bell because it does help us and it pushes us to do a lot more for you guys. Um I mean, me and uh, Cartoon Joe have been crushing the fucking YouTube as far as, like, you know, those... Diet journeys, which I do believe we should get back to doing. Yeah, we should. Um, but we're in the we we're in the candy month, and then next month is the turkey month. And then, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's maybe January, I, right? <laughs> right. Um, it's something I, I think we definitely need to get back into. It's just right now it is definitely really hard because we do have a lot going on with this freaky show, and next month we do have the five year anniversary and stuff like that. So, um. I think it's a plan to get back into it, uh, but there's also, you know, a lot of those, like, food rankings and stuff like that that we enjoy doing that we want to look into doing as well, um, and I know when we were out on the road doing uh, the cemetery tours, we did kind of, like, remind ourselves of um, a uh, Italian beef kind of sandwich ranking of, like, various beef sandwiches in Chicago. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things we do want to do. I know, right? There, there are a lot of things we want to do as it relates to uh, YouTube and vlogging and video content and stuff like that. So we kind of bring you a different outlet of our entertainment 
uh, more visually rather than just the podcast that we do here. Now, we're still going to continue to do the podcast because we love doing it, but it's a different uh, way of giving you guys more stuff to like watch. So um, the best way to motivate us to do it is by, you know, subscribing to the channel, hitting the notification bell so you know when they're happening, and also liking and commenting on the videos and stuff like that. Um, and on top of all that, all the other social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, make sure you're following us and everything so you see what's going on. Um, I did goof on the vlogs, and I forgot to take some pictures at the uh, cemetery, so that is on me. I should have done that. So it's not going to be up on Instagram like I hoped, but the videos are still there on YouTube. Again, just search FreakNet Studios on YouTube. We will pop up. You'll see our logo. And uh, did you literally just comment first on the video? Yep. I love you. You're right. You're my, you're my favorite guy. I'm glad. <laughs> um, where was I at? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we... Instagram. You were just past Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So we, we didn't take the pictures. So that's on me. But um, the videos are available on Freaknet Studios' uh, YouTube page. Make sure you uh, subscribe there. Share it with your friends. Um, it's an awesome way to kind of like tour these uh, cemeteries if you haven't had a chance to check them out. Um, some of them are pretty big. Some of them are pretty like far back. And I mean, there was one we had to like turn around because we fucking missed it. Um, awesome opportunity to do this. And I'm happy I got a chance to do it with Joey, not only because he is my co-host here on the podcast, but he's also my brother. He's family and we don't get enough chances to see each other, especially in this, uh, COVID bullshit, but it was awesome to kind of spend a day doing that. So. Mm. I want to do that a lot more. I want to do that a lot more with Joe. And the best way to do that is for you guys to say, hey, we want more of this. And by doing that is by subscribing to our social medias, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and all that shit. So, And, yes, uh, FreakNet Studios is a thing. It is growing still. We are trying to do more content uh, along with uh, Just Freakin' Wrestling and Doug Gray Area and stuff like that. So uh, we do appreciate all that stuff. Um, of course, I got to do this before we leave. Uh Hey, Freak Joe. Yes. Normally every week our listeners could catch Cartoon Joe here on this freaking show. But for the next four weeks, Cartoon Joe won't be here because you will be here taking his place. Now, if our listeners start missing Cartoon Joe and they need to find Joe, where can they go? If you need Cartoon Joe, you can find him over at the GeekCast Live podcast at FinalPress.com. You can also find him on Facebook, iTunes, Google Play, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check our show out every single week on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and now on Amazon Music. All you gotta do is search this freaking show. This freaky show is a month long celebration of Halloween that is brought to you by Travesty and Cartoon Joe here on this freaking show, and we will do it for three weeks more. That's all I got, ladies and gentlemen. So as always, I am Travesty. And I'm Freak Joe. And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.